0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I recap the big win on Monday night versus the Patriots and preview the Raiders game uh, Joe one of the most interesting things I thought actually from the Chiefs Patriots game or the most amusing thing was after the game um, you know of course and we get at the NFL mandates of all the masks or uh, or a visor of some sort to send it to for safety and to send a message for all the coaches Belichick was wearing a mask and then a gator over a mask. A g- <laughs> totally get that. But he also then, when he did his post game interview with the press, when there's nobody around, also was wearing that. And I think that was more, maybe to be safe. But I think it was more kind of, you know, to so to make it a little bit more difficult on the media. Maybe they couldn't answer, uh, hear his answers and stuff. But I, I thought that I was just cracking up. I haven't seen a coach do an interview yet in a mask. And of course, it was a uh, Belichick.
1: So. You know, Jeff, you're absolutely right. Leave it to Bill Belichick, right? to To make a statement, right? Uh, which he tends to like to do, and 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 you know, kind of to say, hey, everybody, you know, hey, maybe he, maybe you're right. Maybe he had to fool the media and make it harder on them. Maybe he's trying to make a statement that, look, this is what you need to do all the time, and be cautious and show an abundance of caution when you're, you know, trying not to spread COVID. And who know, who knows what goes on in the the wicked mind of Bill Belichick. Right. It
0: just, you know, he's, he's got his agenda for sure. And what a wicked mind it is. I mean, man, I, I was so impressed by the game, but they, they gave the chiefs such a fight even being down. I mean, wow. The defensive schemes they had cooked up uh, for Mahomes. homes. Uh, wow. Yeah, so my question to you, Joe, uh, more, you know, do the chiefs chiefs fans, should we feel good about it? It's, it's, a win. Do you, do we have concerns because they looked vulnerable, uh, was it more a Patriots loss because of their offensive issues? How, how do you see this? Uh,
1: you know, I see it. Well, look, if, any week in the NFL, you never know what's going to happen. Right. And when you play the Patriots, you know, you're going to be playing a well-coached team. Um, and you know, you're playing a team that has, uh, Looked at every aspect of the game plan, every aspect of the talent that's going to be out on the field, or every aspect of the talent that may or may not be out on the field, right? Because that's what you have to do in these situations. Now you've got to be going into these games, I think, with some flexibility, right? Who would have mm-hmm. thought Cam Newton wouldn't be playing this game? They'd go from Sunday to Monday night, you know. Um, you know, you just you just never know. And um, I think you know my opinion, Jeff. And I, I'm not trying to. To shine our armor about what we had said about this game going into it, we knew, or at least I I think, that the the Patriots' best defense was going to be their offense and what they were going to be able to do with the running game. And I think that, to me, was what set things in motion for the Patriots to be able to do some things on defense, knowing that they could get that running game going Mm -hmm. and, and that they could control the clock and they could control some yards. And I think that's exactly what, you know, Belichick's run heavy, you know, just march, you know, march down the field and and run the clock down and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. I think that to me, I think that was their best defensive plan. And then you couple it with the fact that he is a great defensive mind and he's going to be able to cook up some schemes and some blitz packages and things to take advantage of, of, of getting Patrick, you know, as rattled as you can get that, you know, MVP. Um, but that's what he did. And, and I, I, don't, I don't think they should look at this game as a, as a, as a loss. Well, they won by 16. So I, I think they need to look at it as they're doing the best they can given the circumstances. They're controlling what they can control from a COVID perspective, from putting the best product out on the field. And, you know, I think we, we've talked about this, Jeff, and I think you're the biggest proponent of the Chiefs being a second and third quarter team right and <laughs> obviously a fourth quarter team too because we saw that <laughs> right, right. run in the playoffs and we've seen them we've seen them work that magic before but they're they're a slow starter and i think the chiefs fans are going to have to get used to it i think they're a slow starting team and once eric biemi and eric reed get on the andy reed, <laughs> eric reed uh, eric biemi and andy reed get on the same page they just get rolling you know yeah. and i think that's what that's what we saw kind of happen and i think they once they were able to figure out what the what the patriots were doing with the run what Bill Belichick was throwing at him from a defensive perspective, they were able to get the momentum going. And, and that's, I think that's the way you have to watch this team. We see it week in and week out.
0: And listen, neither uh, Brian Hoyer or Stidham look, you know, ready for prime time here, uh, literally and figuratively. But, you know, the, the Chiefs, they still made three interceptions. Yeah, there were some errant passes, particularly the one to Matthew for the pick six, which really really sealed the game. But the other play, you know, is a nice Real nice ball by Fenton, who had a a good job. Rashad Fenton's really stepped up. So you know they still, yeah, they they wasn't their uh, best performance, but the defense is still. Anytime you hold a team, you know, to ten points, uh, even though there were some self-inflicted wounds on the Patriots side for sure. That that's impressive.
1: Yeah, and 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 like you said in the intro, you know, you got Raider Week coming up. Right. And, and, and I know the Raiders haven't, you know, we'll talk about this a little later. I know they've kind of slid a little bit since those really nice opening wins that they had. But, you know, you hope that the team's not looking past. You never want to be doing that. But, you know, with all that's going on, you know, maybe once Cam Newton was out, they moved the game to Monday night and they're thinking, all right, now we're going to have a short week with the Raiders. It's Raider week. Right. That's still a thing. Raider Mm -hmm. week is still a thing. And it's still a, a deep seated rivalry that this team has. So, um, you know, you you wonder what 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 kind of effect that had on them getting a getting a start a slow start. But you know, I think um, you know, I, I think look, teams are going to have to juggle a lot going into this. Who's playing? Who's not playing? And I know, you know, we talked about this pre you know pre show. Uh, we're going to have to talk about what's going to happen this week with with some of the unknowns and the stories that are breaking as early as this morning.
0: Totally, and uh, we'll get into Raiders Week, but first. The wait is finally over, football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline's is such a great site, Joe, like they even have odds already for the Chiefs-Bills game on Thursday, which right now the Chiefs, about a week before, are favored by three and a half. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Well, Joe, uh, we'll get to Raiders Week here. When you hear Raiders, what what, what do you think? Now, even, even a few years now removed from your playing days against the Raiders. Well, I'm not going to attempt
1: to sing it, or maybe I will, but, you know, when I hear Raiders, I picture the Raiders of old, of course, because that's what I either grew up on or had the privilege and honor of playing against, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think back to the art shells of the world. Uh, I think of Gene Upshaw, Howie Long, Ted Hendricks, John Matuzak, Ken Stabler, Fred Belitnikoff, just a litany of classic Raider players. And I hear – john facenda and nfl films and i hear that right like I'm, no, i am no musician but you know it's the best i can do but i hear that i still hear that to this God day yeah. all these years later i hear john facenda and i hear that raiders theme song and i get excited i get excited it's it's they're the you know they've always been sort of the bad boys of the nfl and they the you know you can't not like, you know, whether you're a Chiefs fan or you can't not like their silver and black uniforms.
0: Come on, they're awesome. They're classic they're, I think they're the absolute best in the NFL. Yes. Sure. So
1: you know, you know, Jeff, it's 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 a great, it's a great um it's it's a great it's a great rivalry. And I and I that's what I think of when I think of the Raiders. And I think of just, you know, getting the opportunity to play against, you know, Howie Long. For me, that was a treat. Mm-hmm. I mean that was an absolute treat. You know, every time you know, we see him on Sunday, you know, on, on television and we watch with the family and, you know, you know, my daughters, my wife all you know, we'll start talking. He's a Villanova grad. My wife went oh, to Villanova. Right. You know, I'm now at Villanova working on a, on a, on another degree. And so like, you know, we're, we have this connection and we always talk about, oh my God, I get to play against that guy, you know? And um, I think the Raiders legacy is, is, will always be long. The Al Davis era. I mean, just, it's a neat franchise, and and I I just I just my hope and wish is that is that we keep this Raiders chief rivalry alive and and keep it the game that it is and that and that when you when the Chiefs players walk into the training room or the complex they still see the handwritten signs that you know obviously back then before you know massive computers and printers and all that stuff you know handwritten signs that Bud Epps and Dave Kendall our trainers would have up you know in the training room raider week you know they take they take you know eight by 11 pieces of loose leaf and they would just make the r a i d etc etc and they they tape up you know the paper up on nothing fancy but they tape it up over the window going into the training room and you know raider week so i just
0: just hope i just hope we can keep that alive because that's that's to me what the nfl is about it's about all these great rivalries it's special now that rivalry during your days um when Marty Schottenheimer was the coach, Schottenheimer had an amazing record of 18-3, and oh, 1989, 1989. Just amazing. And uh, you know, Andy Reid has actually won 10 of the last 11 uh, versus the Raiders himself. So, so some streaks here that the Chiefs clearly have dominated the Raiders almost as much as they did kind of back in your day.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how that's, they've kept that string alive. And I think a lot of it comes down to the energy that the chiefs bring into the, into the contest, right? They, they know how important it is. They know what a big win is uh, a big win. It is to get that win. Um, and you know, they're, they're, it's something to look forward to. And I think the energy level, whenever you're playing or is not that look, not that every game isn't a big game in the NFL and they're all as important as the others, but you know, those big games do mean something to people. And, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm excited it's Raider week. I, 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 I'm I, excited to see this game. I, I know that the, the Raiders have slipped a little bit. Um, you know, they had, man, they had some really, really good wins there at the beginning. And and I was thinking, you know, what's this going to look like? But Derek Carr is playing fantastic, right? I mean, he's, he's uh, you know, he's got a 113 QB rating. Um, he's 73% throwing the ball. He's already racked up over 1,000 yards. No p- picks yet in the season i mean he's playing well he's yeah. playing well i mean he's he's maybe he's coming into his own maybe he's becoming the quarterback that everybody thought he's be. but the problem with you know w- as you know with nfl teams now jacobs is slumping right mm. something's happened in the run game that you know we're gonna have to watch on on sunday we're gonna have to figure out what you know what is what are they going to do with him i mean he's really really struggling you know four, four and a half yards a carry a year ago, to you know, a little, little over three and a half yards of carry. Now, it's an extra yard of carry. That means a lot over 20, 30 carries during a game. Um, to not have that, Something, something's, something's going wrong there,
0: and that's such a key to this game. I mean, the Chiefs is, you know, as well as they've played, especially defensively, it's really been encouraging this year, but against a run really has been kind of their one weakness, mm-hmm. uh, this year. And, and Jacobs actually gave them trouble last mm-hmm. year, um. You know the games got so out of hand that kind of um, rendered the issue moot. But like he gave them a lot of issues in both games, and that just the uh, if the Raiders could have kept it a little closer, um, you know Jacobs really would have had a, a great game. Also, I I think that I kind of look at this. I really like the Chiefs in in this game uh, to come out strong and win pretty handily. I because I think partly they're going to have the same outlook they did after the Chargers game. Uh, They almost – you know, the Chargers game, they also kind of struggled. The offense didn't look great. And the Chiefs, they almost took it like a loss. The way you heard them talk about and the way they were super focused and played their best game of the season against the Ravens. I think the same way when you hear them talk about the Patriots, they didn't look great on offense and and it wasn't their best performance. I think they're going to take that same mentality and really be focused and really have their A game for the Raiders.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think they're going (laughs) to – they're going to put together an offensive game plan that I think is going to be their best defense. You know, just like mm-hmm. Bill Belichick tried to do against us, um, you know, last week with 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 trying to run the ball and control the clock and keep keeping Patrick in the high-powered offense off the field. I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to do anything to keep this offense off the field. Just watching them, you know, just watching their struggles. Um, they're not pressuring the quarterback. Four sacks all season. Uh, Max Crosby's got three of them, right? We've talked about him in the past. He's definitely Mm -hmm. a force. Um, But, you know, that's not going to win a game. You know, Max Crosby's not going to win the game. You know, Aaron Donald for the Rams, can he change a game and win it? (laughs) Yeah, he gets the sack at the right time. He makes the big run stop at the right time. You you can get a defensive player to win a game for you. Um, I just don't think Max Crosby is going to be that player this week. Um, I, I just think. My only fear is is that our offense scores enough points and you know they're because they're going to be on. I think they're going to be scoring quickly and and I think they're just you know they're not going they're going to keep themselves off the field. Yeah. <laughs> go go figure right like right. I think Patrick's going to just pick them apart and boom boom boom. He's going to go down the field and you know we're going to do these three minute five minute drives and score a field goal, get in the end zone, score a touchdown, and then and then and then we're gonna be putting our defense back out on the field a lot because I think we're gonna be moving the ball a lot and we're gonna be moving it quickly against this defense. So you just you just hope that the Raiders I they're not gonna but the the thing that makes me feel better is they're not gonna be able to match the Chiefs offensively play for play. Mm-hmm. So you know you just hope that hope that our, our it doesn't come back to bite us by by scoring quickly you know, and keeping our own offense off the field, um, and then and then you know, if the Raiders can pull together a little bit of a run game, maybe chop some time off the clock. You just don't want to have another repeat of last week with the Patriots, where if Josh Jacobs does get rolling, you know, and it's ten to three at halftime, or you know, seventeen to seven at halftime, like you just don't want that to happen. Like this is that game where I think the Chiefs have to have a breakout you know, where it's like maybe Patrick doesn't even play in the fourth quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's your hope is that it's 35 to 10 at halftime or something. And, you know, you can give the starters a rest in the fourth quarter or something, right? Just to get that that first, you know, as we're getting through this first quarter of the season, uh, give everybody a little bit of a break. Um, I don't know. That, that's just my thoughts about this team. I, I think we've got to – we're going to have to get on them early and, and jump out and, and maybe make it a statement game you know, an AFC West statement game.
0: To- totally agree. I-, I really don't think the Raiders can stop the chiefs. I don't think the Raiders defense can stop the chiefs. I th- I think again, their defense is struggling, not quite as much as it did uh, last year, but I think their pass rush isn't strong enough. I think their secondary isn't strong enough. I do think the Raiders offensively could give them some problems. Jacobs has struggled the last couple games, but they still have a big, tough offensive line led by former chief uh, Rodney Hudson. Um, also, some, some injuries to watch. Uh, the uh, the Raiders uh, both both are uh, good rookie receivers. Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards missed last week's game. That would be a big key. I mean, Henry Ruggs he could fit right into the Legion of the Zoom with uh, his oh. speed, and that would be a fun, interesting matchup to, if if he does play. If not, you know that that's obviously a big factor to watch. But you know, I do think the Raiders are making strides. They're two lot. They're two and two, but they're two losses to the Patriots and Bills no you know no sh- no shame in that and beating a, a solid panthers team turns out and beating the saints yeah. should be a uh playoff team you would think so i think the raiders are getting better but i don't think they match up well with the chiefs right now and i think they're still i think the raiders are still like a year away from being like i see them as kind of a again like an 8-8 eight eight team i think they're a mm-hmm. year away from really making that leap to like serious serious playoff
1: contender I totally agree with you Jeff and I and I think Derek Carr is obviously going to be the key to it right Mm -hmm. if he if he continues to play like this maybe they can go 10 and 6 you know maybe maybe they can maybe they can figure it out if they can get some way to work Josh Jacobs into you know into a better pattern um, you know I I know they're missing Richie Incognito um, and I um, pardon me for not knowing the full injured reserve list. Cause once you go on the injured reserve in the past, you were on it forever, but under these new COVID rules, I think you can still come back. I mean, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of, a lot of changes. So, um, you know, but he's definitely not going to be out this week, right? Because they have they do have limits or maximums on on that injured reserve. So, you know, they're going to be missing a little bit up front, and hopefully, we'll be able to take advantage of that because he's a big bruiser. I mean, he he gets after it, and yeah, uh, and his he,
0: absence could be playing a role in, in Jacob's struggles of late. Yeah, for sure. he
1: brings a lot to the table, and and he's a big guy. He's strong. He he muscles people around. He opens holes. He's physical you know he's definitely not a position blocker for sure and he puts he puts a lickin on and wears out some defensive linemen so that's a that's a i think that's a big hole for them and so i think you know the 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 matchup for me obviously who doesn't want to watch this offense right just blow it out whenever they start clicking Right, because you know, Patrick and, and his offense is just they're a joy to watch it. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, what an addition he has been. I mean, you know, watching their offense spread it around. I mean, when you think about what they did, uh, you know, spreading the ball around, I was looking at the stats for the receivers. I mean, listen to these target numbers, right? Kelsey six, Tyreek six, Watkins seven, Hardman four, Edwards Hilaire gets three. Like it's, they're spreading the ball around. Like, who do you cover? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, they're really doing a great job. And, you know, um, I think they continue to do uh, just what I thought they would do. I mean, you look at their average uh, receiving yards for Hill and Watkins, you know, 16 and 10. I mean, Kelsey led the Patriots game with 23 average, you know, yards per catch. That's your tight end. Like, what yeah. the heck? Like, you, you got guys running, you know, four. <laughs> I always joke they're running four zero forties, and they're, and they're all, and I'm saying this, all, I'm using the word only in, in, in a positive sense. They're only averaging 16 yards a catch. You, that is so counterintuitive. You would think with this legion of Zoom, when you got Tariq Hill, who's, you know, inevitably you know, or undoubtedly the fastest player in the league, and his average yards per catch is only 16, you're thinking, that's not, wait, something's wrong. Because that's what this team can do. This team can spread it out across the field, and they don't have to always be going quote and I'm doing air quotes right for our listeners going deep with those guys. They don't have to go deep with Sammy Watkins. They don't have to go deep with Hardman and Hill. These guys are averaging anywhere from 16 to 7 yards per cat or per catch, which that's what make to me that's what makes this offense special. And I think and I think when your tight end is your leading average you know, yards per catch and he's, you know, Travis is fast, but he isn't as fast as those three guys. And when he's your deep, I'm going to call him your deepest receiver, that is saying something. How do you build a game plan around that? And then you throw in, and then you throw in Edwards Hilaire, right. Which is, has added to this. So I I think, you know, I'm going to look at the Patriots game as a blip, you know, as far as the struggles, um, you know, having to move to Monday night thinking about the Raiders week. um, You know, I, I think, I think, I think, if i'm going with a game where i think the chiefs are going to blow it out i could be wrong but i think this is going to be the game that everybody goes all right yeah this 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 really is really happening right
0: now That that's kind of how i see it too this is you know for our survival pools you almost yeah. think this is a good <laughs> one but there is a big if joey some news today um Conflicting reports about the Raiders. Uh, we know that their defensive lineman Maurice Hurst tested positive for COVID. There's some reports that there might be another one, or that it could have been referring to Hurst. And then the, the team, the Chiefs, just played. Uh, Stephon Gilmore tested positive uh, for the Patriots. He and like Mahomes, a lot of people are talking how they like hugged after the game because you know they're both great players, a lot of mutual respect. So I, I'm a little worried about this game, Joe. I, 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 can't, I think there is a chance it could get uh moved here we'll know no more obviously late in the week we're uh posting this on wednesday but uh yeah thoughts on that on on what's going to happen there i'm worried
1: about every game now you know i mean you see just what's happening in 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 our government right with you know a couple of events that the white house you know held and how fast this this disease can spread you know i mean these guys are in piles together i mean Granted, you know, you're hearing all about this stuff that's happening in 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 our government, right? In our White House and the staffers and everybody that's getting sick. And you know, these guys, you know, they're not like. I mean, yeah, they're hu- they, they were hugging at events or they were shaking hands and they were in close proximity at these various government events and 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 you know, and campaign events and whatnot. But my gosh, these guys are in piles together. They're 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 like you know they're spitting on each other. They're, you know, and I, I don't mean that to be gross, but it just happens. Right. And not, they're not doing it on purpose, but they're breathing and exhaling. And it's just like, it just, it scares the heck out of me. And, 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 and Jeff, what scares me the most, and I know we've talked about this is, is I think there's a little bit of a lack of control that, that the um, the NFL doesn't have. Right. Because, you know, you read about, you know, for fans may, may or may not have read about, but you know, Derek Carr and Waller, the tight end, you know, got fined for going mm-hmm. to a charity event. Look, they're trying to do the right thing. They're going yeah. to just a charity event for crying out loud. They're not they're not going You're out. They're not at a club partying, or something. Right. Club. Right. They're doing they're trying to do good in their community. So let's get past that. But still, nonetheless, you know, these players feel like they want to get out and they want to do their community. They're they're not they're not in the bubble. Everybody has to remember that. And I think I think I think everybody knows that the players are not in a bubble. But you know, it's hard not to be thinking that, right? When when you watched how hockey went through their playoffs and you watch how the basketball went through this tournament and and they're getting now to the finals without a lot of, you know, real COVID issues, right? Um that these players are not in a bubble. They all they all live at home. I mean, it's 53 guys on the active roster, 16 guys on a practice squad, 20 coaches 10 equipment staff film scouts you you just it just starts growing exponentially that all these people are going they're out in the community they're out there they're not at a hotel with 10 o'clock curfew every night you know like the nba has right with no outside visitors so I, i just i'm afraid i just don't want it to go crazy because, you know, it's, what's going to happen is you're going to start seeing it one after another after another. That's my fear, is that if, if they don't get this league into some kind of a bubble that, you know, players are just – just by being – just like by not being in a bubble, they're, they're being exposed, right? It's just – it's, it's scary for me to think that this could all come to a crashing halt. So, I mean, my, my suggestion to fans is just enjoy it while it's happening and just enjoy the games while they're going on and, and whatever happens, you just got to kind of take it with a smile and figure out, you know, how they'll, they'll, they'll regroup. If, if there happens to be, you know, like a massive spread.
0: I actually, I, I, I'm pretty confident that a season we will have a full season at least, you know, whether it's 16 or whatever game, just there's so much money being thrown at testing and, and yeah. it seems like it wants to happen. The, the fact that I think baseball looks like a a good model in the sense uh, that there wasn't a bubble there and all the, all the problems they have, the short end, and they're like, we're going to see this through to the finish line. I think the NFL is going to be the same way. I do think that what they should do, Joe, is that they should push the Super Bowl back, you know, just a month to give them some flexibility. Football does have the advantage of scheduling, you know, if someone tests positive, they only have to miss two games versus baseball, you would have had to miss, you know, Two weeks of games, or which is you know, uh, with the, the shortened schedule, that's almost like 14 games. Um, but I, I think they should kind of push the Super Bowl back to give a little bit of cushion. So if you have to move like the Chiefs Raiders game, well. Then you can do it, and you you can get those games in. But that's Mm -hmm. well, we'll we'll see what happens for sure.
1: Every day's gonna be, you know, gotta check the wire every morning. I mean, even you and I were talking. I mean, I I was doing a lot of research this morning. I was up early, and then you know, I took some time away from the computer. I was doing you know work, and next thing you know, you and I are catching up, and we're talking about did you did you hear about you know the Raiders? I was like no, because it just broke. It's like. Every second is going to be something that we have to follow with this, right? Because you know those two stories break within you know hours of each other, just like you know lickety split, right? And now you got Patriots players that we just played, you got some Raiders players testing pot. Like it's like things are happening quick with this, and um, I think fans have to be prepared, and I think you know the NFL has to be prepared. I think they did a lot of stuff proactively up front, you know, adding to the practice squad. You know, you know, changing some of the injured reserve stuff, uh, giving them themselves some, some flexibility. Um, you know, I, you know, there there might be something. You know, I'm just I'm just spitballing something out here. There, maybe maybe if they inserted another bye week, you know, maybe yeah, that's something right. they need to do. Maybe if they just said, okay, allow more I, flexibility again. I know, know we you know I know we have this schedule. Let's take uh, you know the week of November fifth. Just pick a rant. like. Let's just take that week off. Let's let figure out, you know, what, you know, give it an open, make it an open week for any of the makeup games. Like, I don't know. There's so many things they could do. Um, again, I'm just going off the fly there with that comment, but um, you know, I think there's definitely some, some, well, listen, there's a lot of smart people trying to figure this out. Cause you said there's a lot of money at stake. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, getting things back to some sense of normalcy at stake. And so, you know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to throw a lot at it right just between the testing and you know and I, I liked what you said way early on in the season jeff you know as we were just getting started is that maybe they get to a point where you know when you get down to the final eight or something maybe they do go to a bubble yeah just, I, just I, to protect the integrity of the playoffs
0: i i really think that exactly i think there is going to be a playoff bubble but you know a bubble really is you can't do a bubble from nah. september to <laughs> february it's just it's just not Realist, you know, the the consequences of it. it's just so hard to implement and, and just the consequences yeah. of it.
1: Not with fifty three guys not with this active many people. and sixteen right. practice squad and you know, right. it's just it would be
0: it's not like uh, a bubble for twelve NBA players for just part of a season. Yeah. Um so we're gonna still assume this game gets played Sunday yep. uh three twenty five at Arrowhead. Joe, so what what's your what's your give us your uh score prediction?
1: But I think, you know, I think this game, um, I think – I know I've been in the 30s a lot, and, uh, you know, we'll put an asterisk on last week on, the, on, on our predictions there because of Cam and some of the COVID stuff. Uh, I, I think, I think if, if all goes as planned, let's, we're going to have to – that's going to be our disclaimer every time. Right? We're going to say if, if the game's played and if everybody is, like, you know, healthy and, you know, someone else doesn't get sick, um, I would say, you know, I think the Chiefs are going to be in the thirties this game, and I think they're going to be in the big thirties. I th- I think this is a thirty-eight. I'm going to stay at thirty-eight. I'm not going to go any higher than that because um, I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, the Raiders are still going to show up, and it's still Raider Week. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking like thirty-eight to fourteen. Um, and I think, I think the fourteen, like you said last week, you talked about it. You made that comment about how, you know, sometimes the 14 points it's not going to be it's not going to be 14 14 at halftime i think it's going to be a 38 14 where the raiders pick up one of those touchdowns is like I hate to use this term it sounds so negative but like a garbage touchdown and and i think i think the chiefs it's like this is just an all out blowout and it's you know 38 14 but going into the fourth quarter it might be 31 to 7 You know what I mean? Like one of those games, Jeff. That's my – I'm
0: totally – this time our picks are really uh, matching up. I'm thinking the same thing, that Chiefs someplace in the 30. I was going to say 34-17, 35-14, something like that. Chiefs score in the 30s I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Raiders are a solid team. I just – I don't think they match up well with the the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I think they they just don't have right now the pass rush or the secondary – to hang with the chiefs one one guy who is going to be fun to watch though for chiefs fan jonathan abram the second year player who missed both of their matchups last year chiefs fans watch for him he's kind of a a whirling dervish out there real hard hitter um sometimes a little bit after the whistle so he's he's somebody to watch where he is uh, and where they move him around
1: yeah i think our listeners should really keep an eye on josh jacobs early Mm -hmm. because that could be the game changer if he gets rolling. We've seen it happen before when the Chiefs go up against a big, powerful, you know, running game like that or running back like that, right? We saw it. We've we've seen that. We've seen that narrative before. I think that's who, if I were a fan, kickoff, whether the Raiders get the ball, how do they use Josh Jacobs to compliment Derek Carr being one of the hottest, you know, quarterbacks going right now? So I, I think that is the key. Keep your eye on that backfield. See what that line, the mishmash of a line that, that the Raiders have right now, what they can do with Josh Jacobs. I think that's what I would focus on early. If the Chiefs stop that, then I think our predictions come true and everybody can go grab some more nachos.
0: <laughs> and last point here, uh, Joe. The first game of last year, which was actually in Oakland, the last game in Oakland. So they, the Raiders, Jacobs was dominating. They were up 10 nothing. Um, then the Chiefs went on that blitz, scored 28 points in the second quarter, and there were no points the rest of the game, 28-10. So Chiefs Raiders, you never know what wackiness uh, will ensue. Well, uh, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks so much, and we'll be back next week.